Welcome everyone to Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. We have a new episode today. And before we get into that, this is just a little reminder. Team Donico does a lot to help the pets of homeless and low-income populations. And my question to you is, which I have asked before, have you ever been on the street or just in an area where you've seen folks with their pets and maybe it looks like they don't have a lot of support or that things aren't good for them? And have you ever wondered what happens to that poor dog or cat if they need if they need help? And so this is what Team Donico is about. We've delved into a lot of different aspects of this amazing organization. And in a moment, I will come back to introduce the president of the board of directors, Marty Casey, who will tell us just a little bit more in terms of an overview of this amazing this amazing organization. And then we're going to hear from two special guests, Fallon and Pascal. So it should be an interesting program. They always are. I do hope you'll stick around and we'll be back in just a moment after a short break. This is Marilyn Milano, your host of Team Donico, helping pets and their people. Donico Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Donico Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Donico Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. All right, welcome back to Team Donico. And as I mentioned a moment ago, we're going to start off with a few words from the president of our board of directors, Marty Casey, who has so much great information to always share with us. Marty, first of all, a welcome and thank you for being here today. Oh, Marilyn, thank you for having me. You know, I'm always excited to talk about Team Donico and all the great work we're doing. As you know, and I think I've talked about before with the veterinary care, everything we do is to support the human animal bond. We want, we consider that companion animals, pets are part of the family and that they should be treated as part of the family because humans get so much help with their physical and mental health from other family members and whether that family member is a human or a companion animal. Companion animals teach us so much, I think, every day. I think we can all agree on that. Um, And that's why they're so beloved, is that they do teach us responsibility. They provide us a purpose because we have to take care of them and make sure that they're okay in this world of big humans walking by them. And being part of a community of other pet owners, and I shouldn't say owners, but other companion animals, and they're humans. Um, They motivate us to move our bodies and they help us with loneliness, isolation, and depression. They can help us, some of us, stay sober or resist things that, such as addictions, because we do have to take care of that companion animal. They are dependent on us for their health and happiness. Um, A canine or a feline family member can often be the reason that we can get through adversity and come out on the other end in a positive place. I'm really excited today that um, you get to talk to Fallon, who is one of our clients and a long-term volunteer with Team Donico. And I cannot stress that um, when I started four years ago, it was Fallon that 
helped me so much to figure out what to do. I, I just am so grateful for her knowledge and experience. And she started off as a client of ours. So she will be joined by our interim executive director, at, who is also an animal behaviorist, Pascal Fortman. Um, so I'm really excited for you to hear from them, and I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, well, thank you so much. It's always great to hear from you. And again, you're kind of that continuous driving force in terms of what keeps Stony Co going and helps provide the link between the many partnerships, businesses, veterinary clinics, donors, support people, volunteers. And I will just add briefly that I visited a clinic last week for the first time, and I was so moved seeing the help for the people there with their pets. It really is wonderful. Um, I was so glad I had a chance to actually experience that uh, firsthand. So thank you for, for letting me pop in and um, and visit. Anyway, uh, Fallon and Pascal, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'd love to just start by having you both tell me a little bit about yourselves, because you certainly each come to this from a different perspective, and yet you're a part of the same whole. So um, whoever would like to go first, maybe we could just uh, get a little overview of, of each of your backgrounds and um, who you are and what you're doing and, and how it's gone, you know, being a part of this wonderful organization. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Pascal and um, I'm here with Fallon and we come from very uh, different backgrounds. We both uh, volunteer at clinic at Donico clinic, uh, working with the animals. Uh, we also do a lot in the background and our upbringings are very different. Uh, my upbringing is sheltered in Europe, uh, in Switzerland, very, uh, you know, no big issue, no, Switzerland is just such a small sheltered country and, and Fallon's background is uh, very different and I wanted to speak on, on that. But what really binds us together is, or bonds us is, the love for the animals and that we both feel that our animals in our lives have helped us tremendously with both our physical and mental health. Uh, and that's what we believe is what's happening with our clients. And that's why we are involved with Donico uh, Pet Clinic. Oh, you, you are so right. I mean, animals are a huge help for so many people. I know this was especially true during the pandemic when many people were at home or had lost jobs or had difficulties and the animals were the, the force that, you know, that kept them together. And so to be able to also extend this to um, helping folks that might be in a low income situation or possibly living on the streets, because those animals are such an important part of their lives and of our lives. So um, I, I think that's just amazing. So Fallon, do you want to add a few words about what brought you to Donico and the work you're doing with them? Sure. I came to Donico in 2010 because I had four cats and I was low income. So somebody had told me about Donico. So I came down there with my cats and they treated them. And I received the best care for my old cat. He was 17 and slowly dying. And for about six to eight months before he died, he was at Donico all the time. 
and they took care of him. He had a heart murmur, so they gave us medication. His kidneys were failing, so they gave us IV fluids. They just took the best care of him. So when he finally died in 2012, about six months later, I decided that I wanted to be a volunteer. And I, I did. I think that's that's fantastic. I mean, every animal deserves care. And uh, when I was talking to Marty, when I was at the clinic uh, on Saturday visiting, she was saying no animal should not receive care simply because of income or situations. And then she added, but look at how it is even with people. And that's so true. So the fact that Donico is out here providing the compassionate care and that there is help for anyone who needs it. I think that's really important, and it's another reason why we are doing this program, because number one, we want people to know who need help that Donico is here for them. A lot of people still don't know that they're here, and so people might feel desperate or hopeless and not know that there is this help available, and then for people who want to support this work through donating or volunteering, um, it's important to let people know what they're doing. So I'm looking at a little note here, and it says, we have both been saved by our animals. Would either of you like to elaborate on that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so uh, my story is uh, I was brought up in a family with animals, cats, dogs, rabbits, chicken. But the, the significant um, aspect that really uh, made me who I am today is I was 10 years old and suddenly out of the blue, I could not sleep anymore. Uh, I had night terrors and nightmares and my parents brought me to doctors. No, but nothing was wrong with me. And I spent almost a year sleeping on a camping bed next to my mom's bed. And one day I walked home from school and there was a stray dog, which so I thought a dog off leash coming towards me and I brought him home or her home. And my dad said, OK, we can keep that dog until we find the owner. And that same night I was with that dog and he she slept in my room and on my bed and it was the first night after almost a year where I slept without any problem lights out door closed and my nightmares were gone and the next day my dad found the owner of this dog uh, who was a farmer and he begged this farmer to give up uh, his dog and he did and so my Zita was her name, was my forever heart dog um, who truly saved, you know, saved me as a child. And from that moment on, I knew that the bond between an animal and a, a human is precious and can uh, unlock uh, so many things and can just heal so many things. And that's where Fallon and I truly bond. Uh, because in her case, it's cats. So, uh, Fallon, why don't you tell your story? It's so wonderful as well. Okay. My story is that I suffer from severe depression. And for about mm, five, six years, I was suicidal. And I wanted to die. But I couldn't die because... I had cats to take care of. So the cats kept me alive and they are my life and I am alive because of them. I, I think that's amazing. You know, I've heard 
other people say from time to time. I mean, a friend just a few months ago was going through hard times and said, if it weren't for the dogs, I wouldn't even want to be here. And yet there is that responsibility and the fact that they depend on us and that we know they love us. And it is often just what we need um, to to keep us engaged and to help us get through those dark times. Yes, and, and Fallon was homeless um, and somebody took care of her cats and it really truly motivated you, right, Fallon? Yes. I started seeing a doctor and they started medicating me with antidepressants and I wanted to get better so badly and it helped. And then getting my cats back when I got an apartment really helped a lot. Yes. So we both believe that Joni Coke clients are um, precious because we, we just, we need to help those animals to help the humans behind, to help the people behind the animal. And that is our motivation every day. And that's, uh, those are our stories that really marked us or, or gave us the, the uh, what's the word, the impact uh, and the motivation to, to work for Donico and to support the organization. Well, when you see how something has helped you and um, when you see that, um, that this can be available to other people as well, um, I think then you're thinking, okay, this helped me so much. How can other people benefit? How many other people are in similar situations where they're hurting or maybe, you know, wanting to leave this earth or just in despair, not knowing what to do, and then just seeing how many people have been helped by maintaining that bond with the animal and by help, by treating the animals when they need help, and then seeing that that is, is so useful and helpful to so many people, it does make you want to share that with others. Yes, and Fallon and I also believe that it is a community service. Uh, so uh, Fallon has friends uh, who, one woman who uh, didn't take care of herself and Fallon, you want to tell that story? Sure, it's a wonderful story. I have a friend who is bipolar and she is medicated, but it wasn't doing enough to help her. Her doctor recommended she get a dog. And so she did. Prior to the dog, she didn't get up out of bed. She didn't eat and she didn't take care of herself, you know, such as showering. After the dog, she got up to take the dog out to potty and stayed up. She fed herself at regular intervals because she fed the dog at regular intervals. And finally, because the dog wanted to go out for a walk, she showered and took care of herself. So the combination of medication and the dog, she regained her life. That's yeah, that that is incredible. And it's so heartwarming to hear what a profound effect that can have because medication is great. And, and when used properly and when needed, but sometimes it takes more than that. It takes a bond. It takes love. It takes a connection. It takes something besides just um, 
you know, something that you can measure. It, it takes a connection with another being. And dogs are so accepting. I mean, they don't care if you have had a bad hair day or a bad day. Um, they, they love you as you are. And it's so unconditional. And we often don't get that from people, you know, I mean, it's, it's harder to get that unconditional love from people. And so when our dogs accept us like that, and, you know, it does give us that motivation to keep going. So that is indeed a wonderful story. And I've heard many people also say that if it weren't for the dog, they didn't even know if they'd get out of bed for two or three days, but they have to, because they have to feed the dog and they have to walk the dog and with the cats, you know, the same thing. And so, um, so that must give you even more motivation to keep helping other people, having experienced it yourself and having experienced it with friends and people that you've come across in, in the time you've worked with Tony Co. Yes, it has. So now, Pascal, I want to go back to something you said about your night terrors and how when you slept with the dog the first night, that was the first night in a year, you didn't have the nightmares. What do you think that was about? Do you have any idea? I believe that I just went through a uh, phase of, uh, you know, too much uh, imagination. Uh, I was a very creative child. I still believe I am creative today. I'm, I'm, uh, I think outside of the box and drive my my team crazy, <laughs> also at Donico. Um, so I, I believe I just went through a phase and the dog, the presence of the dog that needed me in that moment gave me that, that peace. I, I was just not afraid of life anymore. And um, it has been ever since the case. And I gave up a corporate career to become a a dog trainer and an animal behaviorist, and now working with Doni as well. So I made animals my from my passion to my work, uh, um, or I made my passion uh, my work. And, and that's just fascinating how it can come from childhood all the way through uh, a lifetime. I'm now 52, and... Um, still believe, strongly believe that every animal needs a care because there is a human behind it. So it goes from animal to human to community. And yes. that's my strong belief. Yes. And, you know, sometimes I will hear people say, you know, just offhand randomly, not my friends, because they don't feel like this, but you'll just hear someone say, well, you know, people are just so worried about animals, but they need to be more worried about people. And that that came up when some of the animals were flown up from New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. And someone was going on about the fact that this uh, benefactor had flown a lot of animals up in his plane. And they're like, well, he should be helping people. Well, first of all, it's my strong belief that any person doing good in the world in any way should not be criticized for doing good. But as you just said, helping these animals is indeed helping the people. By helping these animals, they reunited some of them with their families, who I'm sure were very happy you know, to have them back. And it, when, when people are happier, it does go into the community because there's less angst, there is more calm. It does, there is a ripple effect for sure. And I think that uh, sometimes people lose sight of that. You know, they just get focused on, well, why, why are we just spending all this time helping animals when we could be helping people? And they forget that there's a huge connection and that uh, doing good of any kind does go back into the world and that it, do, it does indeed help people uh, as well. So that's that's an important point. But that's so interesting that the first night that you slept with that dog, there was no problem. Now, so you had a corporate career, but you went into dog training. 
Yes, I, I came to Seattle uh, as a CEO of an insurance company, uh, worked uh, in discontinued operations, liquidating entities and, and, and change management, basically, uh, and did that for my entire career and uh, then gave that up and became a certified dog trainer. I studied, uh, went back to studying, became a, a certified and opened my own small business. So I'm a small business owner now and I train dogs. And that's another area where you don't train the dogs. That's a misunderstanding or a misconception that you train the human behind. Yes. So everything, everything you do for an animal is connected to the human and the community. I can't emphasize that enough. And I think our listeners or your listeners understand that. And I think that's the message of uh, uh, Donico uh, in, in their mission. I, I think so too. I couldn't agree more. Now, in just a few minutes, we'll be out of time because time always goes quickly when we're having interesting and important conversations. But I would love to hear from each of you any last thought or nugget of wisdom or just something that you'd like to leave with our listening audience today. The misconception is that if a person cannot help themselves, they shouldn't have an animal. Um, I believe in retention um, a, a lot as well. So we need to work towards people being able to have food and, and shelter and uh, health care for their dogs um, so that they can retain the dog and not go to shelters. Uh, but that's just a bigger picture for Donico. But yeah, so I, I don't have any, I think it's, it just goes too far. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's um, fine. I know. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Fallon, do you have any thoughts that you'd like to add? Yes, I think Donny Co. is so important because a lot of our homeless people sleep outside and the dog gives them companionship, love, and protection. The dog will alert the owner if someone else is coming up on them. And that's very important for our clients who sleep outside. You know, that's, that's very true because you're very vulnerable. Uh, when you're sleeping out on the street. And sometimes, I mean, if it's a larger dog, sometimes just the presence can be intimidating, but even a smaller dog can alert. And, uh, um, you know, I think it, it gives one a feeling of safety. I know even being in my house um, and my dogs couldn't protect me if they wanted to, you know, they would just kiss you to death. But just the fact that they're here and that if something were going on, you know, I could hear them, um, it does really provide a different level of comfort and safety. So that's a really important point. So we're going to wrap up in just a moment. But first of all, I want to thank you both, Pascal and Fallon, for taking time to be here today. And I want to thank you both for your work with Doni Co. because it is a wonderful organization. Again, a lot of people don't know it's here, even though we've been around for a long time. And so I want to make sure that people know this help is available. And I want to make sure that people who want to do a little extra good in the world um, can, can help. 
and go to donico.org and learn how they might support this great work. So again, thank you so much for being here. And thank you, Marty. We're going to take a very short break before we wrap up the program. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to Pascal and Fallon, who are both volunteers with Donico. And earlier we heard from Marty Casey, the president of the board of directors. So we'll take a short pause and be right back. I'm Marilyn Milano, your host of Team Donico, helping pets and their people. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Welcome back to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. We just heard from two amazing Donico volunteers, Pascal and Fallon. And of course, uh, we heard from Marty Casey, our president of the board of directors earlier, who's always just a wonderful resource. Donico is doing so much in the community to help pets and their people. And if you want to learn more, there are so many aspects, it's impossible to cover it all in, in just one show. So that's why we have multiple shows. But you can go to their website, which is donico.org, and that is D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot org. There is a lot more information there. You can get in touch if you're interested in helping either as a volunteer or to help financially. And then if you or someone you know needs some assistance, you can also reach out to them and they will help you uh, schedule an appointment for your pet. So again, just a, a great group of people. Wonderful to hear these stories. When you hear the individual stories of how an organization like this is actually making a difference in lives, I think it does motivate uh, us to want to help more. So thank you again for joining us today. And until next time, I'm Marilyn Milano, the host of Team Donico, helping pets and their people.